It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. And I am at Soldier Field right now, and we are talking about another Bears loss. Bears fall to Minnesota 19-13. Justin Fields in this game after having back-to-back excellent weeks the two previous weeks. He was 6 of 10 for 58 yards and an interception, but he only played into the third quarter because of an injury to his throwing hand. Here's Matt Eberflus with more on that. Justin Fields injured his right hand. You know, we're evaluating it right now. We did take an x-ray. The x-ray is negative. You know, he wanted to come back in the game. And, uh, you know, that's really all I have, you know, in terms of that. But uh, he just couldn't grip the ball to throw it right now. That is a problem. That uh, it was good to hear that the that a the X ray is negative, and that he did want to come back in. You know, look when a player a player, especially football, when they're hurt and they can't go back in, they just know it. They know it. So Justin Fields obviously didn't feel that way. That's promising, but there will be an MRI performed as well. So he's still got to pass that test. No guarantees that Justin Fields is going to play. So with that, yes, Tyson Bagent came into the game for the Bears. He goes 10 of 14 for 83 yards. He also had a a touchdown run after leading a terrific drive. But, But it cannot be overlooked. He also had a crucial interception, and he was also the victim of a strip sack and subsequent scoop and score for Minnesota. Those were rough, but this was Bajan and what he was feeling, the emotions of getting into an NFL game for the first time. Here's what he said about all that. You know, I think more than anything, just wanting a couple of those plays back, obviously would have liked a different outcome in the game. Um, I think after you kind of process and think about that, I'm just extremely grateful for, you know, the life I've been blessed with. You know, not a lot of people get to do what I do um, and win in victory or defeat. So, um, you know, I'm just, you know, super thankful for my family, super thankful for, you know, all my past relationships that helped me get to this moment. Um, But, you know, first we, you know, like to get back to the drawing board and get a couple of those plays back and correct it, you know, for next week. Yep, well said and humble and said all the right things. Let's zero in on that as well. The man that. The pick hurt because it was headed towards the end zone. It was headed towards DJ Moore, who had one-on-one coverage. That's a dream for a guy like DJ Moore. That's how he did what he did against Washington. So here's Bajant on the pick. Yeah, kind of just like what you said, DJ Moore, one of the best receivers in the world, you know, one-on-one. Anytime, you know, we can get that, we like it. Uh, underthrew it there a little bit. Um, and, you know, that, that's on me, and that's something that, you know, I got to fix going forward. Is that a result of depression? No, nah, I think that's just a result of me, you know, underthrowing the ball. Got to give my guy a chance. Note that, watch the film, and correct it for next week. All right, so that's Tyson Bajant. That's where things stand right there. He is QB2. We will see going forward what happens, and it all comes down to the right hand of Justin Fields, obviously. But as we were discussing, too, we kind of expected a better follow-up between Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Um, and it just wasn't there. DJ Moore, five catches overall, 51 yards, and not all five of those throws were from Justin Fields. So DJ Moore had an interesting take on why it wasn't there this week. It's just a multitude of things that they did on defense that uh, either hindered that or 
for instance, there was three people on me one play, so I was just like, okay, that's basically what it comes down to, them doing multiple uh, different things and bringing pressure and stuff like that. Yeah, when you're triple coverage uh, or covered, it's pretty hard to break out of that. So I thought it was interesting that DJ Moore was just kind of like, okay, uh, three people going to cover me. Not sure what we're going to do about this, but they uh, are going to, that's something that we knew that we've talked about that they eventually are going to have to find the alternative for because DJ Moore will be, you know, if there was ever any people overlooking DJ Moore, the Thursday night game put a stomping to that. Um, one other thing, too, that needs to be pointed out throughout this game, you know, Cody Whitehair did start at center. He had a rough game at center, specifically with his snaps. A lot of them were high, a few were low, um, just was was way off base with his, with his snapping. Um, so that needs to be pointed out because – in the fourth quarter, there was a, ch- a change made at center. Lucas Patrick, who had you know had, the, had been in concussion protocol, you know last week, comes into the game and, and eventually replaces Cody Whitehair on Tyson Bajan's watch. Most of us watching assumed, well, this is just because Cody Whitehair has not looked good. They had, they just couldn't, it was not a tenable situation for the rest of this game that Cody Whitehair keep playing. So put in Lucas Patrick after the game, Matt Eberflus said it had nothing to do with Cody Whitehair's poor snapping in the game. And he just, it was, it was um, Eberflus's thought that you go with Lucas Patrick, who is the, the true center of this team and, maybe that would be more comfortable for Tyson Bajant. Um, so that was the thought process there, just having Lucas Patrick be that comfort blanket. I don't know if I buy it. Most of us up in the press box are very skeptical. I mean, you had to bench a Cody White here, and I don't think that – I think even Cody White here probably would have, would have uh, understood that situation. So we'll see what that looks like going forward as well. But I would assume it's just going to be Lucas Patrick because he's better and healthy and good to go. Um, you know, unless they pull a surprise party on us. A couple other guys I want you to hear from. First on the defense, TJ Edwards came to play, man. Seven tackles. He also had a sack and a forced fumble. And here was Edwards after the game. It's always tough when you lose, you know, because there's always, you know, more that could be done to, uh, to go win. At the end of the day, that's all that matters in this league is winning. You know, it's, it's a confidence thing. I think, you know, a lot of good things happened today. You know, we played just some really good things. But um, at the end of the day, you've got to find a way to win those those type games at the end there, which uh, I know we will for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the hope that they will start to put some uh, Ws on the board. This was just so disappointing because there wasn't a – follow-up of what felt like momentum, quite frankly, for a couple of weeks for this Bears team. But T.J. Edwards, again, looked very strong. He was, you know, one of those days where it's been a while. You know, it's been – it feels like it's been since Roquan Smith that we saw a linebacker game where a guy felt like he was just everywhere. That was T.J. Edwards, um, despite the loss for the Bears. Finally, my guy, Deontay Foreman, he had a pretty good game, I thought. You know, he had that fumble at one point. It was a little bit freaky. But he did have 15 carries for 65 yards. He was asked the question in the locker room, was this something of a breakthrough for you? 
breakthrough. I wouldn't call it a breakthrough. Um, I think um, I left some yards out there, so uh, very frustrated about that. Um, also, some things that I could clean up in a passing game as well. So, um, I mean, I'm excited to be able to play. Uh, thankful for the opportunity, but uh, definitely got some stuff to work on for sure. I feel like you proved that you deserve more. Do you feel like you showed them something today? Um, I think so. Could I have shown more? Yes. So, I mean, I'm not going to take it and just – I'm not satisfied with the with my performance. Um, I think I could definitely do more. Um, and looking forward to doing more and showing more of my ability. And we'll see how – you know, if you didn't hear Khalil Herbert out on IR, Roshan Johnson inactive because of the concussion. Same with Travis Homer. He's out and injured. So – um, you know, the, the, the health, the concussions, I can never predict. Sometimes they're one week. Sometimes guys never come back from concussions. You know, it's, um, yeah, that's, they're, they're very unpredictable. But uh, Foreman, yeah, he looked good, looked big and strong out there. I mean, he's a bruiser is what I'm trying to say when, you know, his running style. But I thought he comported himself well. And if the Bears needed to see something, if they, we don't know exactly what it was that they saw him and said, yeah, this guy should not be active on most Sundays. And I understand they like Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert ahead of him, but it just it has seemed weird that he is, you know, had just five or six snaps before coming into this game and actually playing a whole game. So that's it for uh, today's podcast. The Bears again. Lose to the Minnesota Vikings 19-13. to Next two games for the Bears. They will host Vegas on Sunday, and then they will be at the Chargers after that. And it is going to be about the quarterback more than ever, the health of the quarterback, Justin Fields. If it's not Justin Fields, it's a Tyson Bajant. How long is the energy injury if he is hurt? So this drama with the Bears, as we were discussing in the media elevator, a bunch of us, like, they just cannot have a normal day, cannot have a normal week at Hallis Hall. This has been going on for, for quite a while. But the Bears go down. I will talk to you soon here on the Daily Score. For Ray Diaz, I am Mark Brody. Take care. Take care.